Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Ask Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 and 98.1 FM here in Los Angeles. So every week we have a show on Thursday, 1 to 2 p.m. PCST, Pacific Standard Time, for those people who don't know. Now, ask Brian. Everybody asks, why is it Brian? Who's this guy, Brian? I never heard of Brian. Isn't your name Peter? Why do you call the show Ask Brian? And so every week we have our engineer who... uh, Actually, I, do you have a degree yet? I do have a degree. In uh, basket weaving? No, communications. Bachelors. Can you communicate? Uh, Absolutely. <gasps> not very well. Do I hear Do I hear Tracy in the background? <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, help me out here. He's, he's going at it again. She, she thinks she got her I name mean, in a... He's already starting out not being kind. I, I just, I don't know. You know, <laughs> well, Tracy has a big head now because she got it mentioned in a magazine. So now she's like, "Oh, I'm above everybody else." But congratulations, <laughs> Tracy! Wait, not just a magazine, but Rolling Stone magazine. If Hold on, can you play up, a Rolling Stone song? It up Do it now! No. <laughs> you can't play a Rolling Stone. I'd have song? to find one that we'd have. Oh my god, you're very <laughs> slow. See, that's why I make fun of you. A good engineer would have had a Rolling Stone song played. Well, he probably didn't even know I was featured in Rolling Stone. I didn't. Too bad. Well, then he should be. He he needs to be on Facebook. Well, (laughs) after the break, I want you to start off with a five. Instead of having Rocky, I want you to do a Rolling Stone song. If we have one literally in our uh, database. Uh, It's a radio station. But there's licensing. (laughs) I don't believe in licensing. I don't believe in licensing. That's why I'm a franchise attorney. I'm a franchise attorney because I don't believe in licensing. It's a bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah, oh my. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Engineer, that yes. begins with an E. Uh-huh. Okay? Okay. When I was going to school, right. and I used to ride my horse to school every day, because that was in the 1800s, <laughs> all right? I'm very old. Don't make fun of the old people. I'm going to get you for elder abuse. Um, everybody that I knew named Brian was spelled B-R-I-A-N, B-R-Y-A-N. Why in the world are you spelling Brian with an E? I mean, I know you're Irish, so maybe you think everybody's named O'Brien, but not everybody's named O'Brien. That's know? true. There are other names out there. Um, could be McCoy or something else. McCoy? McAfee. You know, other Murph- Murphy? Murphy's Murphy. Murphy's a very good Irish My name. My mom's maiden name, by the way, is Murphy, so... so we're of gonna... course it is! Yeah, no, I know. Because we're going to have to change our show to Ask, Ask Murphy now. <laughs> <laughs> the Ask Murphy Hour is on now! Let's go, let's go, let's go! All right. Uh... Patrick, people are waiting. Yeah. They don't understand why it's spelled with an E. Well, there are Can you stop n- laughing. There are a number. <laughs> this should not begin with an E. Laughing, by the way. There are a number of words that have to do with like kind of like the theme of Ask Brian. Started with an E. I thought the theme was uh, Rocky. Well, that's the music theme. Oh, there's thematic elements of this show. Kind of tells like what Ask Brian's kind of about. You know what I mean? Uh, one of them is engineer, which you know can't run the show without the engineer. That would be me. Others, we have our experts, because everybody that is brought onto the Ask Brian show is an expert in their field. Except for our engineer, but go ahead. 
I wouldn't necessarily say that. Well, we don't have the qual. Excuse me, we have a qualification (laughs) that you have to work forty hours a week, fifty weeks a year for five years to get your ten thousand hours. I'm working my way there. He's not there yet. Okay, I got to jump in here. He works way more than forty hours a week because he works at a radio station. (laughs) Bingo. So he may not. It may not have been fifty consecutive weeks over five years, but he has definitely put in ten thousand hours. I know that to be factual. (laughs) <laughs> thank you thank you tracy when did you graduate college 2019 okay so if you graduated college in but i was still interning 19, working. 2019 mm-hmm. and it's 2021 that's two years uh show me the five years it doesn't have to be five years <laughs> it has to be the number of ten thousand hours and he has put in ten thousand hours over three years because he works in radio that would mean so he'd like- have to work over 100 hours a week well, he probably has. <laughs> this isn't his only job. Oh, Mom, Dad, please stop fighting. <laughs> uh, can you get the other? He's we have a guest yes. calling in, and he's not exactly down the street. Ex- experience is another I'm one. For my spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> experience <laughs> is another one because we're all experienced. <laughs> Excited and enthusiastic. And he was not empathetic. So, emp- but it, we're going with empathy, not the lack of empathy. Well, uh, well yeah. so like laughing. So now we're going to be the L show. Laughing, lack of empathy, <laughs> loser. <laughs> Why did you look at me when you said that last one? I felt that. This is radio. You I can't mean, see what I said. That's hurtful. That is hurtful. hurtful. Anyway, we have a guest, and his country does not begin with an E. begins with an I. But he's calling long distance, and we don't want to delay But he is much. an expert. He is an expert. Well, of course he's on the S. Brian show. Everyone except for my co-host and my engineer. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my. We have that recorded. So we you do know. have that recorded. All right. Without any further ado, how do you spell it, do? A-D-I-E-U. All right. Here's a fish. Okay. He caught another fish. Anyway, live from Italy, we have our great, great, great guest, and we're happy to have you on our show. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. We didn't scare you away? No, no, that's absolutely fine. (laughs) So, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, So the first thing, first question we have for you is, what is the name of your company and what is your background? So uh, my name is Kirill. I'm running a startup, a company, which is called EV Trip, uh, EV, which means electrical vehicles. And we work in the field of electrical vehicles. Uh, My background, first of all, I was born in Russia far, far away from Moscow, approximately 4,000 kilometers on the east on Lake Baikal. I graduated in St. Petersburg from the university over there. I used to work many, many years in both St. Petersburg and Moscow in a startup environment. I've exited from Unicorn in Russia, one of the few in Europe and especially in Russia. And four years ago, I moved to Italy. I have made a few small stops in uh, Germany and uh, Ireland. So Brian is kind of close in that sense. And uh, then um, with my wife, we have settled in Italy, this city, which is called uh, Turin, on the northwest uh, of Italy. And since that time, I'm, uh, I'm building my company. I'm uh, building the, the great product, which we have invented. And this is how I arrived at your show. So my first question is, you mentioned a unicorn. Can you tell me what company that was? It was a Swedish investment in a company which is a Russian uh, Craigslist back in the days. I started in 2007 and uh, we have reached unicorn 
after 70 years in 2014, I think, something like that. And in that company, uh, what was your involvement there? My education, my basic education is uh, financial experience. So I was, um, I was a financial guy there, CFO, uh, that, uh, at, at the end of uh, my career there. And after that, I have completely turned around my life. And now I'm uh, building electrical vehicle chargers. I'm a technology geek and uh, run, run, our run our company with my partners to the bright future. And is it a product or a service? It is both. So what we do is, um, as you know, electrical vehicles is uh, a growing thing. And there are more and more electrical vehicles are uh, going onto the roads, being, re being sold, registered in Europe and uh, U.S. However, uh, the charging of electrical vehicle is still a problem because it takes more time. It's a more frequent process than just fueling your car. And to address that problem, we have developed a technology which consists of the hardware. It is a charger. It's a super smart charger, which is super efficient, performs a lot of different services which people need. And it's uh, the most economic solution on the market. So you cannot really find uh, a better price on our product among anything. And on the other hand, this uh, charger is smart because it has embedded services which works with our software. It's our platform mobile application. So the complete answer, we do both. Mm -hmm. And of course, hardware is just a hardware. And the key of our product is the smartness and the software-based services, which we provide to, to our partners, our customers, electrical vehicle owners. Uh, do you have a patent? Uh, no, we keep our know-how secret inside of our database logic and so on. So can somebody copy it? Probably someone can try to imitate it. And uh, of course, there are, there are competitors on the market, so they might do similar things. However, uh, we think that copying of our product, of our technology is uh, not really doable. So you're providing energy. Is this for just the car batteries like the Teslas we're talking about, or is this for anything? It's not for Tesla, but it's for electrical vehicles. So Tesla, it's just one type of electrical vehicle. And there are like numerous uh, number of different car producers. So in Europe, it can be BMW, Mercedes, Audi, Renault, and um, Jaguar. And I don't know how many other cars. I, th I think even Ford and um, Chrysler has started, has started to build or at least have started to plan to build electrical vehicles. For the mass market, so it, it's it's a future of uh, personal uh, personal cars, and in five ten years, they're going to be mostly electrical vehicles, especially in Europe and uh, and I think in the US too. My understanding is by the year two thousand thirty four, GM will only be making electric car cars. So there is yeah. a, a huge huge market there. Now you said not Tesla, but all these other companies. So is there like a standard in the industry that uh, the car batteries are? have a certain standard and that, and that you can apply for that standard and Tesla is not part of that standard or, or, or what is exactly is it? that allows So Tesla has their own standards, their own charging, uh, charging uh, protocols. If I think they're connectors, however, on the market is there are standards. So for example, like charging AC charging type one in the uh, U S is uh, very well spread. 
uh, type two charging in uh, Europe. So there is a, there are standardized protocols and uh, there are standardized plugs and inlets uh, to connect el- electrical vehicle, the car, to energy source. And there are protocols which describes how communication happens between charger and electrical vehicle and how charging is uh, performed. So it's very, very, very standardized thing. And basically, this allows anyone to produce chargers, anyone to produce cars, and uh, uh, any other users to use any kind of equipment to charge major parts of the cars. So uh, what I've heard, and this is you know what I've heard, the problem with most of the cars in this situation are the battery life. So does your product enhance the battery life or just makes it easier to charge? The battery life, it's something which belongs to a car and the producer is takes care about that. So basically, the charger, AC chargers, which we are producing, have no impact on the battery life whatsoever. What has impact on the battery life is uh, how battery management system of the car is actually charging the car. So that's kind of not our business, not uh, our concern. However, what we do, we help users, electrical vehicle users, to charge in a convenient way in least time possible by smart energy, by managing energy in a smart way. Uh, charge everywhere they would like to charge uh, and everywhere they would like to leave their car for, for a parking to, to charge during the parking. So our service is about simplicity, convenience, efficiency, uh, both uh, in timing terms and uh, cost terms. So, so are you selling directly to the consumer typically, or are you selling to like parking garages, or are you selling to, to dealerships or, or gas stations, or, or, or who's your primary target market? Theoretically speaking, everybody can use our product. Final customer who is electrical vehicle owner, dealership, dealerships, and so on. However, we put our focus and work with uh, parking managers, parking management companies, uh, residential um, residential uh, managers, where there is a common parking and uh, there is a need to provide a service to guests, to the people who live in in these residential areas. We empower them with. Uh, very cost-efficient service, which they can provide to their customers in a similar way how you subscribe to, for example, cell phone operator. You sign up the contract, you you are given with a SIM card, you put it in your cell phone, and you use a service of telecommunication. The same way works with us. There is a user who lives in uh, or works in a building and there is a parking and he would like to charge his electrical vehicle. So what he do, he address this issue to the management uh, of this parking. It can be garage, it can be office. And this management provides a service, which means put the charger um, on a parking slot of uh, that user and charge that user for a certain fee. And this is how it works. We manage the whole process of these communications with the users, charging of electrical vehicles, and make it seamless for management uh, of the parking and uh, efficient, uh, on the other hand, for electrical vehicle owner. So let's go back over the product and service part here. So you're selling the product that, that allows you to charge. What is the software doing? And how is that connected to the car? So the software 
also consist in two parts. One part of the software communicates with the car. And the AC charging, uh, which our equipment provides, has its own protocol to communicate with the car. And basically, the communication is one-way exercise. Charger uh, tells to the car at which power car can draw energy from the energy network, from the electri- electrical ne- network. It's pretty simple. However, there is another part of the service, which is, uh, for example, mobile application for the user. So user arrives, select the charger, and initiates the charging. So this is done through mobile application. There is a backend platform which uh, provides energy metering, which uh, calculates the price of the energy consumed, which uh, bills the customer, which uh, do everything between the end user and the charger, and between the charger and the charger owner, sort of speaking. So that's part is uh, basically mobile application plus uh, backend platform to manage uh, the chargers. And, and how often is software updated? We, we do that regularly on a weekly or a, on a daily basis. Uh, we improve our performance. We improve performance of the chargers. Uh, we improve performance of the mobile application. We improve uh, performance of the desktop platform. So backend systems. So it's, it's not really, there is no schedule for that. But uh, once we see that we need to do something, we do that and release new version. It's very, it's very, very, very life uh, organism. It's a very life product. Who's your largest competitor? Our largest competitor is inability to make a decision. It's very difficult to make decisions, especially to make decisions for the market, which is about to grow, which is growing. However, it starts from very small numbers. So our biggest competitors is reluctance, lack of initiative, and lack of guts, if I may say that, to make a step forward to make a step forward towards the own customers, towards uh, users who need a charging service, who need the security to be able to charge electrical vehicle. That's our biggest competitor. I'm going to bring my co-host in who's kind of, I don't know, she's been you know waiting for me to get an opportunity to speak. Her name is... You have a oh, long name. You have a long name. I, yeah, today I do. That's for sure. I got you and covered on that one, Tracy. That one, too. I know. Thank you so much. I really see. You know, I got your back. You got my back. Okay. So I am excited to talk about a couple of different things during this segment. And one of them is talking about your team. So I really enjoyed everything that you were saying about your product and how efficient it is and all the great things that it does. But behind every great product is a great team. So can you talk to us a little bit about who is on your team and how you built it? Uh, Certainly. The team is what actually drives uh, almost anything. I would say anything. And yes, so our team consists of uh, three founders, myself and my uh, two co-founders. Together we have... um, invented the idea, come up with the idea of the product of the business. And um, I'm working closely with uh, my operational team, which consists of uh, CTO, uh, microelectronics programmers, uh, front-end developers, and uh, back-end developers. So we produce both hardware and uh, software solutions. 
and uh, myself and with the help of uh, acceleration program i'm uh, participating in at this moment we are building our marketing plan with um, to enter us market and european markets uh, our target markets so in total we have around like 10 people all over the places we have a virtual team we're based in a different cities however uh, modern communications and uh, pandemic has helped us to get just stronger and use all potential available everywhere, everywhere in the world to go forward. So to go forward. So, what kind of growth do you anticipate to your team? So, or do you feel like you're in a solid place with where you are now? Or are there any team members that you feel like would be optimal if you could add or build out? At the moment, I feel the need for marketing slash sales slash market development team, which is basically one, two persons max to crack our first customers, to crack our early adopters of, uh, of the product we offer, and uh, basically to learn the market, to learn how to fit existing customers' needs, uh, how to fit the U.S. reality, European uh, multi, multi-country reality to put our product in the right place so it brings maximum of its uh, capabilities uh, to all stakeholders. And what type of, I think a business and entrepreneurs, especially one of the biggest challenges I feel like is always faced is the sales side of things in the business development world. So what areas of growth on the business development side I mean, I heard you say like the different countries and things like that. Do you have a marketing strategy in place that will support a business development strategy? And if so, what does that look like? At the moment, we are developing a market of residential parking. So it can be a condominium, it can be a parking, uh, it's just a standalone parking, which serves uh, B2C customers, electrical vehicle owners who park their cars, electrical vehicles, or they, which are thinking to buy electrical vehicle and considering to and uh, considering and trying to solve the problem where to charge their electrical vehicle. So basically, our target is uh, quite specific. It's uh, a large uh, multi-city, maybe multinational uh, companies which run huge properties, uh, which run huge uh, fleet of parking slots, which is targeted for residentials and uh, with the monthly subscription plans and so on. So um, I'm not sure that I can name the companies, uh, I guess. So I will leave it aside unless you came in. No, no, no. No, that's fine. But I was thinking, like in terms of you were saying residential areas of large parking areas, would that also include things like concert venues, um, large-scale hotels like Las Vegas-type hotels, for example? I mean, are those the kind of areas that you're primarily focusing to get your product in and have this recurring revenue with the subscription model, um, or is it primarily just residential? At the moment, our focus is super, super narrow. It's residentials. Hotels are also a good market, especially when you arrive in the evening and you need your car charged in the morning. But we cannot dilute our focus. We cannot, uh, we cannot get all markets at the same time, especially with the limited resources uh, young companies have. So we focus on the residentials because there we can provide the largest value. 
Just imagine that uh, if you are owning thousand parking slots, I don't know, in California, for example, all over the places, and uh, you have a thousand B2C customers, you can increase your revenue from these parking slots like 50%, just 50% by enabling our service. That's a humongous amount of money if you have like thousands of parking slots or 2,000 or 5,000 parking slots. So that's our focus. With this target, with these customers, we can really, really make a difference for both top line and bottom line. That's amazing. And in terms of of your plans to scale, so I know you're saying highly focused, highly targeted based on the resources that you have right now. What are your plans to scale the business to the next level? And will that involve bringing in um, either additional outside funding if you are or outside funding if you don't currently have it? Yeah. So the plan is to start with a small thing, not actually a small thing. Um, as you know, jumping from uh, zero revenue to X revenue in, uh, and reaching this uh, product market fit. Uh, repeatability of the revenue is very, very, very difficult task. So that's where we start small and focused. However, we plan to grow both horizontally in the different markets. So it's US, uh, Europe. Uh, we have a partnership in Brazil. So South America is also the market we're thinking and actually actually working already at the moment. And then going category by category, offering that category the right product, the best product, which drives a lot of value to customers. Like you have mentioned, like Las Vegas uh, hotels uh, where people stayed. It's a perfect customer for us. It can be a perfect customer and uh, we can provide their best service because at the end of the day, you arrive in a hotel, you leave your car and it has to be charged. So over the night, uh, we easily can charge any kind of car um, you can imagine of. And then category by category, we expand and uh, we take more and more markets. We build a bigger team to support that growth. And of course, we need the funding. So our short-term plan is to rise $1 million to kick in um, U.S. sales and U.S. markets uh, per se. And then in um, two, three years uh, to reach a network of at least 150 to 100,000 uh, smart charging points. And uh, this amount uh, means that we are already on a pair with existing, uh, with our existing competitors, with uh, other companies which are, are already unicorns. That's exciting. So, if, hypothetically speaking, you get this million dollar investment. What are ways that conceptually that you would see that those monies would be allocated to? 70% of that amount will go to sales and marketing. And uh, with that money, with money we plan to reach one million dollars of uh, of sales, like on annual basis. Then we plan to rise, uh, uh, raise uh, in few other rounds, uh, like uh, five to ten million dollars, and then twenty to fifty million dollars, like going forward. That's big growth, really accelerated growth. Uh, I want to kind of step back for a moment. You were mentioning your your team and the co-founders who are with you that came up with the idea. Can you share with us, you know, what was the aha that led you to this place? What was the conversation that was had? What was the moment in which this idea was conceived and you were like ready to charge forward? Sure. And it's, it's pretty simple. I live in a city 
I used to have a car. At the moment, I'm using car sharing. I don't really need a car in the city. In uh, in Europe, everything is very close, so I just rent the car if I need it. And uh, we were we were sitting together. We were drinking uh, a few glasses, uh, some glasses of wine, in uh, discussing what we can do, what are the potential, what are the possibilities, and we just realized all of us. We're thinking about electrical vehicles, but none of us was able to buy it. Why? Because we didn't have a place to charge. We live in the cities. Where can I charge my car if I don't have my own garage? I went to a few garage places and asked if they have had a charging spot. And they were just looking at me. No, we don't. And uh, yeah, maybe I can provide you with, uh, here's a, a socket of 3.5 kilowatt. You can charge and pay me, I don't know, whatever it was. So we were physically unable, on a physical level, a level able to buy electrical vehicle. And this is how it started. You know, I think all the good ideas always start over a couple glasses of wine. I really do. <laughs> all right. So uh, you were mentioning earlier, we were talking about... Um, that efficiencies and expectations and uh, that you could get uh, a 50% increase. And I'm just trying to understand if you recall uh, when we talked about that part of the conversation earlier with Tracy, how can you get such a high increase of 50% versus uh, other versus other competitors and other people? Because we have constructed a service around charging, charging, the way it brings um, most of the value for the investment. Uh, let's just take an, a simple example. In Italy, parking, uh, residential parking on a monthly basis costs, let's say, 150 euros. Wow. You can imagine it's like in dollars or something like that on a monthly basis. So if you just want to rent a parking slot. And uh, with uh, the same parking slot, if you would like to install your own charger, you need to invest one, two thousand dollars, uh, two thousand euros for the charger, for a cable works, for the electricity, for the permissions and, and all of that. And we just take that away and ask a simple subscription it's like 30, 50 dollars, uh, 50, 30, 50 euros uh, on a monthly basis. And that's a 30 percent increase of your uh, revenue already there. And then you provide energy, and energy has to be paid for. And in Italy, for example, average price of the energy for the final customers is around 20 cents. Car, in average, drives 1,000 kilometers, which and consumes approximately 200 kilowatt hours of the energy. So it's another 40 euros of the revenue. Now you have, you have started with $150 of the just parking, then you added up. 30 euros and uh, 40 euros for the energy, 70 euros more, which is a 50%. And imagine if you have a thousand parking lots, you can, which you can enable to charge and provide the service. This is how you can increase this part of the business so much with a new market, which is, uh, which is uh, basically just in front of our door. You just need to open that door and grab it faster and before your competitors. So I have two more questions. One is on the voltage. So like in America, there's, we have 110 versus 220. And so I'm trying to understand. I know that like when I go to Europe, I have to use an adapter to, you know, if I'm in Italy from America, to be able to just put my hair dryer in, right? So how does that work? 
So in, in fact, in Europe, it's different electrical network physically. So it's 50 gigahertz, uh, 220 volts, uh, one phase or 380 volts, uh, three phase. In US, it's uh, either 110 or split system of 220. In reality, our chargers are exactly the same. Uh, service is exactly the same. However, the power part, uh, the parts which transmit the energy is a little bit different. So we are using a little bit different energy meter. We are using same uh, power relay and we just transmit a little bit different voltage and a little bit different um, um, amperage. Amperage, yeah, I think I, I correct, uh, I've made it correct. However, the rest is absolutely the same. So it doesn't really matter whether you are in US or in Europe, the charger will be almost the same. Yeah, actually, it will be almost the same except for two components, which are just local. Okay, uh, the engineer is giving me looks that like we have to end soon. So we've had a great interview. We're going to have you back, especially as you grow. We want to take a historical part here, but we are going to have to uh, say goodbye. I know the engineer is already crying. So is his assistant. They, they just can't stop it. They're amazed that it's over, but Karel, you've been an awesome guest. I know we have a little antics here and there, but we try to make the show interesting. I hope you all enjoyed it. Tracy, thank you very much. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian radio show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.